Hello, hello. This is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, let's do this. Oh my God, I'm so excited today. (laughs) And if you've watched this show, I'm excited every Sunday, but I am super excited today because today, today we get to spend some quality time thinking about how to ignite your inner spirit, talking about how some amazing people have ignited their inner spirit. And if you've been following me, then you know that we have published our second internationally best-selling book called Ignite Your Inner Spirit. And with us today, we have some of the authors. This was a compilation book. It became an international bestseller in six countries and 16 Amazon book categories the first weekend that it was launched. It was just incredible. So we have some of the authors with us as well as some of my favorite people here. And we're going to talk about how you can ignite your inner spirit. So I am Tracy Harrell and I am a two-time best-selling author. So we wrote in Ignite Happiness. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> Thank you. Ignite Happiness and Ignite Your Inner Spirit. Ignite Happiness also became an international best-selling book. And I have one of my co-authors from Ignite Happiness who's joining us. We have three co-authors from Ignite Inner Spirit and then three of my other favorite individuals. So we're going to start with introductions. First, I'm going to start with um, Miss... Can you put the names back up for me, Jonathan? (coughs) Thank you very much. Lydia, we're going to start with you. You had one of my most favorite pictures. I'm going to have you send it to Nathan while we're in the show so we can show it at some point. But you were one of the co-authors in Ignite Inner Spirit. So I'm going to ask each of you who have joined me today to introduce yourself. Tell us what country and what city you're, you're calling from. And then tell us what is that one action item? Because this book is called Ignite Your Inner Spirit, Learning the Skills to Awaken to and Connect with the most important part of you. And so to every story has an intention, a story, and action steps. So we're focused on action steps today. This show is about bridging the gap between knowing a thing and doing a thing. So I'm gonna have each of you introduce yourself, tell us where you're calling from, who you are, your claim to fame, and then tell us what is that one action step that you would say if, if they heard only one thing from you today, what is that one action step that you would recommend for people to ignite their inner spirit? I'll start with you, Lydia. Yeah, thank you so much, Tracy. Awesome. Wonderful to be here. Hi, everybody. I'm Lydia Noor. I'm from Toronto, Canada. I am a former registered dietitian for 25 years. Now I'm a health and wellness educator, author, best-selling author, and uh, speaker. And the one action step I would absolutely recommend as top of my list for igniting your inner spirit is the practice of gratitude. You know, my story focuses on gratitude, finding gratitude in the face of tragedy um, and just how it really grounded and centered me and kept me present in the moment. And it's the place where I find peace. So every time, you know, I kind of lose sight of, of, you know, my footing, I just practice gratitude because it puts you in the moment and it, it delivers peace in that moment. So it's my mm-hmm. 
I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to have you keep the um, keep the names up for me. I'm old. <laughs> Miss Paula, you're going to be next. Can you do the same thing? Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what is that one action step that you would recommend for people to ignite their inner spirits? Well, thank you very much. I'm so excited. Um, my name is Paula Lawrence, and currently I am in Apalachicola, Florida. I just arrived here a few days ago. And um, I want to say that the most important step in my life has been to meditate and to um, develop my practice in that, in that arena. And I know meditate means different things to different people, but um, uh, I would say that the meditation has connected me with my heart. And... Um, uh, and so many doors have opened for me because of that, uh, personally, um, with my kids, with um, my friends. So Thank you. recommend that. I <laughs> love it. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. All you right. Bet. Another author who is a best-selling author from the book Ignite Inner Spirit, Mr. Jonathan. Jonathan, first of all, I love your jacket. Thank you, thank you. you have to you be in the spirit. It is December. It's a week away from Christmas. So you have to be in the spirit right now, right? I love it. Talk about inner spirit. That's the outer spirit. I am loving it. I am loving it. Both. Jonathan, you, both balance. You, you really do. I do. And I think when you really have a deep practice of inner spirit, that joy, it just, it does show. It does show as a part of your outer spirit. So thank you for, for bringing it. Thank you for, for, for laying it all out there on the table for us. Honestly, <laughs> what, introduce yourself and tell us what is that clear action step that you would recommend? Well, for me, I'm Jonathan Reese and I'm coming to you from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. It's a beautiful day out here today. So uh, but my story was about ultimately being a student, being a student of life, searching out wisdom and practicing it on a daily basis. So my Ignite step, the big, the big Ignite step for me would be just practice those things that you learn on a regular basis. Put a conscious effort into practicing those things and implementing them in your life. We learn a lot of things going through life, and a lot of times we learn a lot of content, but we don't apply it. And so the biggest thing is application and studying and practicing that on a daily basis. Uh, so that would be my big action step for 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 the book right. and for my story. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much. Next, we're going to go to our 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 next my prior ignite happiness author, Sarah. I'm going to go to you because a lot of what we wrote in ignite happiness really did translate in ignite inner spirit, right? I mean, we were happy people because we tapped into our inner spirit. It was really, we all had trauma and drama <laughs> that we talked about in that book, but somehow we tapped into our inner spirit and we found joy. So Sarah, introduce yourself. Tell us where you're calling from and what is that one action step that you would recommend for, for others to, or that you've done to ignite your inner spirit? Hi, Tracy. Yes, it is wonderful to be here again. Thank you. And yes, here I've got my book as well, The Ignite Happiness. It was a great uh, book to be part of, you know, and congratulations with your new book. You know, it sounds incredible. I've been lucky enough to read your story. Um, so my name is Sarah Cross. I'm originally from the UK, but I am in New Zealand at the moment and very blessed and grateful to be here right now. Um, 
I would say, and I connected totally with your story, Tracy, about listening, listening to your inner self, listening to the wisdom that when we quieten our mind, which kind of connects with that meditation. And for me, I've always loved the sea. So I find it easier to listen when I am on a beach or connected with nature. But I think for me, listening is that one key element where you can really hear what your inner spirit is trying to tell you. Mm, thank you so much. Ooh, now my next three favorite people, I met each of you through this Be On TV bootcamp, through this BSA, Be Seen Accelerator with Chris Winsfield and Jen Gottlieb. Our, our new besties, they're, they're like amazing people. And the three of you I met through that experience. And, and what I found is we were so connected. We're like family now. So I'm gonna start with you, Miss Johnny Reddick. I'm gonna have you introduce yourself and then tell us what would you recommend? What have you done to tap into and to connect with your inner spirits? Well, welcome and welcome. And thank you, Tracy, for having us. Um, this is just a beautiful uh, thing to even be talking about, especially with everything going on in the entire world. So um, I am from Sacramento, California. And I am retirement. Uh, I, I'm a retirement. I retired from law enforcement uh, after 29 years with the California Highway Patrol. And this place of igniting your inner spirit, um, when I read your chapter specifically, and I do appreciate the comments on those action steps already, are so important about that listening. But not only listening and applying, but really having the courage to take the first step to even understand that you are igniting your inner spirit because there's so many distractions that take place and we will brush them off and we'll say we'll come back to it and you will hear the whisper and we'll brush it off and we say we'll come back to it and there's a lot of different reasons that keep us from actually taking some type of action step and I think it's because for me personally, in some of my experiences being on, um, you know, on my job for 29 years and seeing so much death and trauma and that cumulative trauma for myself, it was just the fear and not having the courage to actually follow through with a lot of the things that's already been shared. And so I just feel like that's the most important thing is to, to have courage and be brave, be brave and step into it. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. Ooh, Dr. Irene Kopp, how are you? So glad to have you here as well. Can you tell us who you are, introduce yourself, and then what action steps would you recommend? Well, thank you so much for having me here, Tracy. It's uh, such a pleasure always to, to participate in the panels that you create. You just bring all the best people together. I'm Dr. Irene, I'm the SOS doctor. I am from Canada and I help people really take back control of their lives. So this is a perfect topic, really, truly. Taking back control of their lives, giving them those SOS tips and tools they can use in the moment to give them relief from anxiety, stress, overwhelm, burnout, so that they can truly ignite their inner spirit and thrive. So I, I as I said, I really love this, this theme. And I love everything that my colleagues on the panel have already said. So I was like going, hmm, what? 
one point could I give? And really, I think it's, it's making the choice. It's knowing that you always have choice and control in any given situation, even if it's only to change your own mindset. It's taking that one step to shift from being the victim of your story to the hero of your life. And it all starts with understanding that you have the ability to respond. As Dr. Viktor Frankl said, everything can be taken from you, but one thing, your ability to think and your ability to respond in any given situation. And it's up to you to choose to be the hero of your story. Mm, wow. You all are so amazing. I love that. Dr. Hokehe, can you also, you're my newest buddy. <laughs> you're my newest friend. Tell us who you are. Tell us, uh, you know, what would you recommend for others to ignite their inner spirit? Okay. Thank you so much for having me on on your panel, Tracy. Yes, it's a pleasure to have met you recently. And I'm really glad that we did. So my name is Dr. Hoke F. Young. I am a board certified pediatrician. I also work with parents to help them partner with their children to get to the root causes of what's making their children have inattention or hyperactivity so that the entire family can thrive together. And I have found that the one thing that has helped me ignite my spirit is the power of consistency. So like my other colleagues said, like Dr. Irene just said, and Joni and all the other wonderful people on here just said, um, consistency helps because you consistently listen to your spirit or the little voice that you hear if you consistently make the choice to choose right versus wrong then you'll find yourself consistently igniting your spirit and, and that thus you live out your purpose. So that's the one thing I would say. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> what I love, what I love most about what I just heard is there's a, there, there's some keywords. I heard the word consistency choice. And a lot of you talked about this idea of being able to live out your best life. And so let's, let's kind of roll back a little bit. You know, so a, lot of, a lot of times when people, you know, when they launch a book, it's like, oh, buy my book. Well, whether you guys buy the book or not, because this book is already a bestseller, so we're not selling anything. And, and all the proceeds go to charity. So we're not getting, you know, we're not getting anything from this book. You know, we're in the, we're in the holidays. We're, you know, we're coming up on Christmas. And what I love about this is we all felt like, you know, this is our gift to the world. This book contains amazing stories from 34 amazing 35 amazing authors and it's our gift to the world it's literally our gift to you to awaken and to connect with your inner spirit and so what we're going to talk about today are actual steps that you can take and so the first thing i wanted to kind of roll backwards for people who may not know what i was raised and i talk about how i first learned about the inner spirit but for people who may not know what is the inner spirit i mean i love this cover you know, these three faces, she talks about the warrior, the, the visionary, the rebel, right? The, uh, you know, what, what I love about this is inner spirit takes on different meanings for different individuals. So I'm going to ask each of you to identify just kind of in a rapid fire way. What would you identify as your definition? What is the inner spirit for someone who has no idea? Who wants to start? Johnny, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> How would you define inner spirit? I would say for who I seek my inner spirit from, it gives me strength. It gives me strength. 
that's what my inner spirit does for me. Nice. Um, anybody else want to, or do you want me to call you out? I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, my, my inner spirit is my connection with my heart and my heart leads the way, um, for me to make, um, really, uh, beautiful decisions in my life. They feel good. Um, does that answer your question? <laughs> it, it, do, it does. We're trying to define inner spirit. It's a bit of an esoteric term, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it means different things for different people. It, it shows up in different ways. For me, it's that inner knowing. You know, mm -hmm. a couple of you talked about there's a feeling. It is a knowing. It is that tug. What did you say, um, Johnny? You talked about, you know, having the courage to take the first step. Like, we hear the voice. For me, the inner spirit is, it's that thing that is so profound. It is a knowing, it is a where things in your life happen. And it's not just one thing, it is a series of things that it's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I hear you, I, I got it, this is what I should do. It's when the universe starts to manifest around you, right? You hear the voice, and mine at least, because I've been so, so serious about connecting to it. There is a, a power. Jonathan, you're nodding your head. Tell me about your inner spirit. How do you well, define it? Mine, my definition is really kind of my gut. It's like when I'm, when I'm faced with something, I'm faced with a, a a problem or a situation in life, it, I really go by my gut and my heart is kind of connected. I think that's kind of my inner spirit. And I, I have to really feel that my wife and I have a, a kind of a saying, I said, either it's a yes, absolute yes, or, or it's either it's a, it's a, you know, absolute yes, or it's a no. If it's not, if it's maybe we don't do it. It has to be an absolute yes. We have to, our, both of our inner spirits, and, and depending on whether it's a joint decision or it's one or the other, for me, it's a decision that it has to be Yes, or I just don't do it because then ultimately I found out in the past that it's just been a waste of time. And fine tuning that, and like I said before, practicing that on all the decisions, even minor decisions, you have to look at that and decisions that you make, how to spend your time, how to, you know, what you want to allocate your time to with, when you have children, when you have work and you have family, you have friends, you have to, it has to be absolute yes. Otherwise it's just a no. So that's kind of my inner spirit. It's, my, it's kind of my gut, my heart connection. Um, that I listen to in, in when I make decisions for anything Jonathan, in life, really. I love that. Jonathan, I'm going to go a little bit deeper because what I love about what you just said is it's either an absolute yes or it's a no. Yep. Maybe doesn't count. So let's right. tell us a little bit because, again, this show is all about bridging that gap between knowing a thing and doing a thing. So oftentimes we kind of hear the voice, kind of think it might be the voice, but we're not quite sure if it's the voice. So how do you bridge the gap between hearing this kind of whisper and not being sure and being absolute? How, how do you what, what recommendations would you share with someone about how they can connect with their inner spirit and truly know if it's a yes? Mm -hmm. Well, my recommendation is that you have to practice it because I didn't come easy in the beginning for me either. So it's very important that you have to practice making those decisions. And even you practice on those small decisions in the beginning, because I know life is busy for all of us and we get pulled in a thousand directions. And so it's very important to fine tune that and practice that so that when you make those small decisions and it has to be a yes, whether it's to, to go to lunch with a particular client or a particular person, is that the right decision for that day? And those little decisions help you fine tune that inner spirit to make better decisions in the future. And whether it's a large decision for your life or it's a small decision, it doesn't matter. I think the practice is the key in fine tuning that and then what's right for you. So it has to like, 
when I get asked or, or inquired to do something or allocate my time towards something, it has to be like this show. It was like, for me, it was like, yes, that's why I said I'm going to be here. Two hours, I'm in, right? I'm so in. It was, it was you yes. did. You're and, like, I'm in. <laughs> and we don't, you know, and look, we don't say, I mean, we don't just say absolute yes. We use a different word, but I won't use it on the show. But <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but you know, it has to be a yes. Or it had, or it's no. It can't just be maybe. Well, it could be kind of fun. Could be no. I'm not doing it because ultimately those things I found in the past are end up being not not productive. I'm not saying it's a waste of time because there's some good things that come out of that as well. But it, it just ends up being not productive. Not the most productive use not of my time and my in my my life. I love that. It's, it's almost like this opportunity cost, right? You can either do it yeah, or absolutely. you can be doing something else. It's even more focused on directly focused on how you should be delivering right your purpose and so right. for me i call these bigger than me moments right when when, when there's a decision to be had it is very clear i, I started I, I wrote in, in ignite happiness i wrote about my um i wrote about a, a, an inclusion experience that i had an equity and inclusion experience and it was horrific for most of the time but i smiled throughout the way because i knew it was exactly what was supposed to be happening i knew i could have left but it was like I, I was meant to be a part of a solution in that case. And so for me, it was it was no question. It was, yes, I'm, I'm supposed to be here until it wasn't, until it was a no. But it was a yes until it was a no. So I'm going to ask the rest of you. Johnny, you kind of talked a little bit about uh, something similar. You said you got to have the courage to take the first step. So how do you know, Miss Johnny, how do you know when it's a yes? How, what, what advice would you tell your son or some other or viewers about, you know, that decision? How do you know when the spirit is telling you to do something or not to do it? Well, I think for me, it came along with my maturity um, and for me, spiritual maturity. And so when I do talk to my children who are adults, I have 28 all the way down to 24. When we have this conversation, it's really about taking time to get to know what an inner spirit is. So they have to spend time in all the things we've talked about, devotion, meditation, they need to be able to read the word. And for us, that's the Bible and be able to, um, you know, receive a message from whether it's a pastor or be educated. So, you know, they went to college and, um, you know, they discovered themselves and I can't control them. Right. But it is something that without it, Tracy, I don't know how people stay grounded um, without having an inner spirit and having a connection to it. And I appreciate just this really strengthening in the conversation of what that looks like. And for them, it's finding it. So my daughter, she's 24 and she deals with anxiety. And this pandemic has amplified her, you know, anxiety to the point where it's very hard for her to do a lot of things that she used to do. And so I'm constantly communicating with her, um, you know, on how to be in meditation, how to pray. Um, you know, how to find what will actually affect her because she's a young person. And so she may not pray like I pray, right? You know, I read your part where you talked about going to church and hearing songs and stories, Bible stories, and that's how I grew up. But my young generation of children, they don't necessarily, uh, you know, um, find that overly interesting. They have to find their way to their inner spirit and to their path with God. So it's just... It's one of those things that I talk about in a way. I try to model it. I try to show it and I live it because um, I'm a yes for you. You know, just like, uh, you know, your other panelists said, it's when it's clear, it's clear. 
And so it's difficult. And I don't want to take up a lot of time um, continuing to say this, but I live through watching my children and what our young people in this generation are dealing with, with this disconnection from having an understanding of what that connection is for inner spirit. And it worries me. It worries me. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Does anyone else want to comment on this idea of inner spirit, what it is? Any other, any other follow-up before we go to our next question? Yeah. Can I? Please. Yeah. Just really quickly. Um, you know, I think, I think there's, um, Jonathan talked about, about, you know, sort of that gut instinct. And I think what happens is, you know, when we feel a disconnect or a strife and I, you know, I've had a very specific example this weekend. So it's fresh for me. And sometimes it's just this wrestle that you have inside that, you know, why am I wrestling? What am I struggling with? And when your inner spirit, when you, when you live or you're guided by that spirit or, you know, you listen to your inner wisdom, your gut instincts, whatever you want to call it, there's just an ease that comes over you. And there's just a natural flow state and a, a huge sense of relief where you just go, yes. And you may not know what the next step is and what the answer is, but the fact that you have this peace and calm and sense of ease is telling that you're listening to your truest authentic self in your inner spirit. So that's my guide. That's what I go by. I just, I get quiet. I let, I let the conversations flow and, um, and I don't fight them. First of all, I love you so much. You just, you just use my three of my favorite words. You let it flow. You talked about ease and you talked about perfect peace. That is exactly what I wrote about in my story. There, there was something that just happens. And, and I think it was, uh, one of you talked about being in nature, um, Sarah, you talked about being, you know, near the ocean. And, and you know, in my story, I talk about nature. I'm a, I'm a flower child. Like I grow flowers, you know, I'm sitting right now in my uh, dining room and I'm looking out at my garden and it just brings me such peace. It's a gloomy, mostly gloomy day in, in Seattle, but my plants are, are going, I got birds and hummingbirds and I am just so at peace. Like this is perfect peace for me. And to your point, you know, there's something that happens that just settles you when you know that you're in your peace and you're, you're, you're following your inner spirit. Now I'm going to ask you guys this opposite question. What happens when you're not following your inner spirit? Cause I actually ordered pizza this weekend and I know for a fact it was not what I should have. <laughs> It was not on my list of things to do. So let's talk a little bit about that, right? Like the opposite, because sometimes when you're defining a thing, what happens when you go against what you know you should be doing? Whether it's the, the you know, the, the, any comments on that? How do you know when you're doing something you shouldn't? And then how do you not do those things? So two, two questions, but how do you know? Is it just the opposite for you, Lydia? I see you nodding your head. Yeah, you know what, this may, may not be the opposite, but it's what I alluded to before. If, if I'm not following my heart, my gut, whatever, you know, my inner spirit, I'm very unsettled. And sometimes I don't even know why, I just know that I'm feeling very unsettled and I can't feel that ease and that flow. And so I know that I have to take a step back and. I have different tools that I can use to try and settle myself, but generally what will happen is I know what the answer is. That's the reality. When you're in tune with your inner spirit, <laughs> here's the key. You know what the answer is. You know the right answer, but you allow yourself to, you know, your conscious mind allows yourself to go into all different places and, and fight with what, fight with that honor, you know, honoring yourself and honoring your inner being. And so I think, you know, when you're truly in touch with your inner spirit and you use the word and it's a word that I used in my story too. It's it's that knowingness, it's that awareness, and why fight it? You know. Mm, I love that. I love that. Does anyone else want to comment on either 
one of those topics. How do you know when you're not following your inner spirit? Yes, Dr. Yes. Uh, for okay. me, it's a sense of peace. And well, when I'm not, when I am following it, I have a sense of peace and calmness about the situation. And I know this is what I'm supposed to do. When I'm not following it, I'm very restless, like Lydia just said, and things just don't go well because I'm definitely out of sync with what I'm supposed to be doing. So I find that when I've gone around the circle and tried to do it my own way, it hasn't worked. I come right back to what it was I was supposed to do and things often straighten out and, and work better. So. I love it. Anyone else have a comment? Well, I would just say it's part of that practice that you do. I mean, when you when you make the decision and you find out that that decision wasn't the right decision, maybe you thought it was the right decision, but that's part of the practice and implementation into life that you then recognize decisions like that or that same decision with someone else um, wasn't the right decision. So you, you you practice and implement that in your life. So next time you make a decision, next time you, you listen closer to your inner spirit whether it's your heart, your gut, whatever that inner spirit is for you, you listen closer to it next time to make better decisions. I mean, our life is about trying to make better decisions every day moving forward and following our inner spirit and who we are and what our desire is for this world and for the people around us. I think that's the key um, to following your inner spirit, right? Because you're, if you're in alignment, then you're going to benefit yourself and everyone around you and the world. I love it. I love it. So there was one thing that I, just again, we wrote in, in Ignite Happiness and Inner Spirit. And when you spoke, Lydia, you made me think of one of my action steps from Ignite Happiness. I'm just going to read it real quick. It says you can manifest happiness and all of your desired outcomes by tapping into the power of your bigger than me moments. You know what to do. You've always known how to ignite the power of happiness. The instructions for your truth and your peace were planted like seeds inside of you from birth. It's what feels good. It feels right deep down in your soul. You don't think about it. You just do it. You just know. You automatically know what is good for you and good for the universe. Do you guys agree? <laughs> you just know. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's such an well, esoteric term. Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree because I'm looking at our panel and we fit a particular demographic age-wise, but I'm just gonna go back to, I don't know who your audience is. And I just wanna express this in just the most deep way I can that our, our younger generation, they don't know what they're tapping into. And with social media and all the things that are going on, um, they don't know necessarily what is right. And that's where the struggle is. That's where this conflict is taking place, what we call spiritual warfare, for them to know what are the right things for them to do. How should they be productive in the world? And it's tough when we don't have, for us in the United States, a national guidepost that demonstrates what that might look like better or even across our globe. And so I know this is about happiness and igniting our spirit and we're being very positive and I want to stay positive, but we really have to look at the challenge that we have with the generations behind us and what they're dealing with and how can we give them hope and how can we give them things that are actually transferable and translatable to them. It's so funny that you say that because I almost had three young people on the panel t today. Your son, actually, I spoke to him about some video editing he and I invited powerful. him. He would have been uh, powerful. He's he, a man he's of amazing. Mm -hmm. I think he's probably watching right now. So you can stop editing and jump on this call if you are. He has the link. I actually forwarded it to him. 
because he was amazing. And, and also another friend of mine, her son, my niece, uh, they're all in their you know 20s, amazing. And they get it. So I would say, yes, there are there is some individuals who don't get it, but there are also some, I mean, we're born with an inherent knowing of what's right for us. We, we're born with it. So I, I, I'm a bit more optimistic and that I do believe, I think we've gotten away from hearing it, from recognizing it, from, from acknowledging it, from nurturing it. I, I think we haven't necessarily been consistent with following it. So we, we've, maybe we seem like we're distant from it, but I actually honestly believe that there's a, there's a natural connectivity to our inner spirit, to our knowing, to, our, to, to our, what's best for us, right, as, as humans what's best we know no matter what age we are right i do think there's some, some there is some, some knowing it's about all the things collectively you know consistency and actually doing it and i guess my lens oh, so might you're be, talking about the difference between knowing it and doing it now that's a whole different story but my, but my lens <laughs> might be different from everyone else's too because i was in law enforcement for 29 years so i see the worst of people the majority of the time that's what i respond to um, when you're working in the field and we deal with so many young people who I, anyway, I will not take up the time. And so it is, it's something that's passionate for me. And when I'm speaking with my son, this is his focus and his mission too, and the work that he does in his church. So. I love it. Don't, don't not speak. If there's something you want to say, please. I, I actually love, love, love this conversation. And can I add something to, may I add something to what Johnny just said? Because I think you're absolutely right about the younger generation, but I also find I'm raising three daughters and my, my girls are not um, that different in age than your own children as well. And I think they're very open, but part of their openness to being guided by inner spirit and really listening to their instincts comes from us talking about it in the home a lot and through my own experiences and being very open about it. It's like anything else that we want our children to become more educated about or, or more open to, we talk about it in the home. And so to talk about my own beliefs are different than my children's. I, you know, I raised my kids Catholic. I believe in God. They told me a few months ago they don't believe in God, and I was floored, but I was open to, under, to to what they do believe in, and I know they believe in something bigger than themselves. And a lot of that comes through the conversations we've had in home and, and understanding what it means when they have that nudge or that tug. Yeah, that's something. That's something speaking to you, whatever it is you want to call it. So I think keeping the dialogue open and not making it a weird thing, making it a very... Um, let everybody have their own sort of perception about what that might be for them, but... Communication is key. I've always said that, you know, regardless of what the topic is. So I think the more we talk to our kids about it, the more they say, okay, just be open to it. You know, and I always tell my kids, listen to your instincts, follow them, do what makes you happy, you know, and what's going to make you happy is listening to that inner voice. I love it. What I wrote in my story is that the tapping into to the power of your inner spirit, it's an inside job, right? Mm -hmm. I've had some amazing jobs in my life, but this is the one I'm most proud of is the work I've done to tap into my inner spirit. And so what would you guys share about why this exploration, this journey to, to ignite our inner spirit? Why is this so important? Let's, let's put out some tangible benefits. Like what what have you been able to accomplish because you've tapped into your inner spirit that you believe you would not have been able to accomplish had you not? Well, I'll add that speaking to Joni, Johnny's point and our children, I have a 15-year-old right now. So one of the, the biggest reasons, one of the main reasons I decided to write my story in this book and will write in future books 
and to be on this show and on and on is so that I can set an example for him so that he has tangible proof of me doing the things and leading by example of tapping into my inner spirit. He has a, a, a physical, tangible book that he can pick up and read. He can watch these videos. He can see me lead by example. And so that he can learn then also to tap into his inner spirit. On top of us taking him to church and growing up in church and that type of thing, leading by example is the best way I can teach him to do that. Now, the, the younger generation as a whole is a much bigger task, obviously, that comes with parenting and comes with uh, the societal issues that they have wherever they live around the world and how they address those in that community. But for me, I think leading by example is the key for my family, for my son and the children around my son. He plays baseball. So a lot of those boys are are in our home and subjected to me. So leading by example is the key thing for me. I love it. I love it. Does anyone else have any uh, specific, tangible benefits that you have accomplished in your life, things that you've been able to do in your life, states of being that you've been able to accomplish that you would not have had you not tapped into your inner spirit? Yes, ma'am. Doctor, yes. Uh, okay, so in my case, I mean, I, I had wanted to become a pediatrician since I was the age of five, but I, I was in couple of car accidents and I was told I would never go to medical school but I had this knowing and I knew that this was what I was supposed to do in, in the face of that and well the rest is history because I've accomplished that but my point is if you have a knowing and you follow that path then it's it's it takes you it takes you on the path of fulfilling the purpose for which you're here each of us has a purpose and a reason why we're here and we're the only ones that can fulfill it because each of us is unique and so if we don't if we are not in sync with our spirit and our intuition and and that voice that we we and the knowing that we have inside of us then we don't live out our purpose and then that's where you see people who feel like they don't know what they are supposed to do in life and they just feel aimless and they just feel like they just basically just walking through life without actually doing anything. And so it's critical. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Any, anyone else want to share anything that they've been able to accomplish tangibly? Yes, Sarah. Yeah. Um, it has been so beautiful listening to you. And, and I would say for me, having courage, courage to do what you know is your inner calling that is your what is right and best for you and I know particularly when I was young and for young people stepping out in courage despite the fear with all that goes on particularly with social media and with pressures on what other people might think is best for your life I think courage is so important and courage has been a big part in my life when I was younger and taking on jobs that were out of the normal, going to new countries without knowing if I really had a job or how that was going to work out. But it felt like what I was my passion, what I wanted to do. And it has led me on amazing journeys. And so blocking out the noise around you and having the courage to listen to the inner you, I think can take you on amazing adventures, amazing experiences um, all over the world and lead you maybe hopefully to live a job or, or to have a job um, that you truly enjoy. 
Mm, I love that. I love that so much. What I know about your story, um, Lydia, is that you you went on a, an amazing journey. Is there anything you want to share about your journey and how you, any of your other specific action steps that you want to share? Um, yeah, you know, it's, I, I was really um, connected to, I mean, I think we, I think we, looking back, we can all see that our connections to, to, to spirit, but I sort of had a very glaring wake up um, in the face of, of tragedy. You know, I lost my husband overnight. Uh, I got a phone call at three in the morning when he was traveling on business that he had died in China and it was tragic and devastating. But the, the beautiful part of the story is that, you know, in the moments following that phone call, I just remember feeling this overarching sense of calm and gratitude that came over me. And I knew, I knew based on my own personality and things that I had struggled with previously, you know, more of a glass half empty kind of girl and jumping to sort of a negative, you know, assumption or a judgment before I would see the positive. And my husband was always the positive. So he always kind of kept me balanced. But, you know, in light of, of the news, finding such gratitude and thinking, who is this woman, you know, who used to see the glass half empty and now she's seeing it half full and, and overflowing just with love and connection and in that moment I said there's something bigger at work in your life girl and you you work on keeping that connection so you know for me what I was able to do following all of that I knew I had to share it I mean I did a lot of inner work and a lot of self-discovery and a lot of getting quiet and all the things we've talked about on this call about you know just listening and letting things flow and the knowingness and awareness and I I was so overcome with joy and so aware of my own energy my inner energy shining you know from the inside out and people would say help me find that and so i found an opportunity to use my voice you know took it to a stage took it to the page you know with with no intention other than just to help other people find that too because we all have it so it's just finding out how to tap into it you know what tools you need and then to honor it and use it and live by that inner beacon all the time i love it I love it so much. So th this was called, in, in your story, you actually, you make it sound easy. <laughs> you talk about, you know, your quality of life from your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being can all be heightened from the simple act of gratitude. Let's talk mm -hmm. about gratitude. Does anyone else agree? Is there anything else you would you would add to this idea of why it's so important to, 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 to uh, embody a, a feeling of gratitude? I see all heads nodding. I think gratitude <laughs> helps, you, helps you connect better with your inner spirit because the things you're grateful for will help you align better with your inner spirit and the decisions that you make in life. I think if you follow along the lines of uh, the things that you're grateful for in life, you want more of that in your life. And I think that helps you fine tune um, the decisions that you make, which is kind of my whole theme that I've been with my story and, and, and through, the, through the book. Um, but for me, I think gratitude, the practice of gratitude, it's, it's been a big theme in the last couple of years. It's been a big thing that's come out in all schools of thought and gratitude is a big, is a great practice, whether it's during your meditation or whether you do it during yoga, or you just take five or 10 minutes in the morning or in the evening to practice gratitude. I think it gets you in better alignment with who you are and, and what you appreciate about life and where you are. So I think it's an important practice that everyone should have 
at some level in their life. I love it. Jonathan, does anyone else want to talk about gratitude before we go to Jonathan's action steps? I love yeah, that one. I think we all agree. I saw every head nodding. Yeah, Paula, what do you, what do you want to say about gratitude? Well, I, I just want to, for me, um, I like to do a gratitude journal and, and it's such an easy thing to do for, uh, for anybody. They can do it in the morning or if you're sitting in traffic uh, in your car, you can write down a few things or think a few things of gratitude. So, um, uh, yeah. You know, I agree. Uh, I agree. Powerful, it's a powerful place. I 100% I agree. Does anyone else want to share their thoughts about gratitude? I, I, I saw every head nodding. Yes, ma'am. Irene? Dr. Irene? When I talked there's about... There's something physiological that happens, you and I talked about, when you're in a state of gratitude, right? There, there's not just mental, but it's physical, physiological, spiritual. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, I could talk for hours on that. <laughs> well, but... we, got, we, have, we have 11 minutes left in this hour, so I'm going to ask right, the quick right. version. So, <laughs> we got another hour, though, so we'll come back to gratitude. But real quick, give me the quick version. <laughs> when I spoke about being able to, the responsibility to choose your mindset and how that can shift you instantaneously from the victim to the hero of your story, it really is, it's like your superpower. And, and by that, I mean, it's, as Jonathan said, number one, it's, it's, it's understanding that it puts you in the moment and it puts you in that heart-centered place. And it, it puts you in that right mindset, that glass half full, if you wanna call it that, but it's the, it's, it, it helps you focus. And we have something in the back of our brains called your reticular activating system. It's a fancy way of saying, it's like the filter that all the thousands and millions of, of sensory inputs that are coming into your, your brain get filtered through it. And that, it, it filters it based on what your identity is in your unconscious mind and your programming. In other words, are you typically a glass half empty? Like if you're focused on the negative, you're gonna keep finding the negative because that RAS, the reticular activating system, is going to keep showing you more of the same. So when you consciously focus on gratitude, gratitude, gratitude in every moment, gratitude for your grouchy neighbor, but he keeps his grass cut, <laughs> you know, and keep the yard clean, right? And it's your view, for instance, or or you've you've been through a horrendous situation, and you know perhaps you've suffered abuse or some kind of adversity. You can still be grateful for it. You don't have to like what had happened, and adversity is what makes us grow, and it hones our mental and emotional character. We don't grow and and become more through sunshine and roses no we need that adversity so you can be grateful even for the hard times the challenging times that knowing and and all of that that continuous as dr hoke said the consistency of the thought just keep going back to gratitude 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 even if it's I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful I have fresh air to breathe. I that I have clean water to drink. That I have a roof over my head, and I'm up north, so it's warm here, right? Or I have air conditioning in the summer, or breeze. Whatever it is, finding something to be grateful for will start to condition your mind to see more and more, and gradually more positive will come into your life. Mm, I love it. I love it. Every every head is nodding. Any more comments on gratitude? Should we move on? 
Okay. So what I loved about your story, Jonathan, I'm looking at your action steps. And we only have, we have eight minutes left in this hour. So we're gonna start here, but we're gonna continue this into the next hour as well. And then I'm gonna ask each of you for this rapid round in our last three minutes, I'm gonna ask each of you to just say, what is that one thing that you recall that you wanna, that you wanna share and you remember from this particular session? So what is that rapid call to action as we end this show? And so we're gonna do that in two minutes, so get ready. But Jonathan, real quick, you had four action steps. Recognize that you will fail, seek out wisdom, apply, apply and then practice. So let's talk a little bit about those. Why were those your, um, your, your, your action steps from, from your experience? Like they, they seem applicable to like almost anything. I like loved yours. <laughs> like your story was amazing, but the, the action steps were universally applicable. How did you come up with recognize that you would fail as your first one? That's not, that's not very normal. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I think that was the first one is because I failed a lot early on. Right? <laughs> When you have a lot of failure, you have to recognize that you're failing and you have to find a way to change it. And I think the bigger part of my story was that I really didn't have a father figure growing up. I didn't really have a, a role model or a mentor, right? Search for a mentor was the title of my story. But the ultimate outcome of my story was be a student of life for life. I mean, our life, we, we should be a student all the way until we're, we're no longer able to breathe. We should always be, be trying to be better and trying to learn more and trying to better our decisions. And so we need to recognize that we failed. Number one, like you said, recognize, and then seek out wisdom about that failure, whether it's that gut decision, whether it's that minute decision that you make that one day that you realize was not an absolute yes. I'll use that word, absolute yes. <laughs> um, and, and then realize that that was an absolute yes. And why was that? Do I need some, do I need some more input on that? Do I need to understand a little bit better why that was an absolute yes for me? And then once you have that, then you need to practice it or you need to apply it to your life, to apply it to the next time you make that decision and then practice that over and over and over again so that you make better decisions going forward. And I think that is very practical. Yes, like you said, they're, they're applicable to any decision that you make and a lot of things in life. I mean, whether you're trying to learn a new language, learn a new coding and learn anything new, it's the same principles that apply. And so to keep it very simple and keep it simple, stupid, I, you know, I like to keep it very simple. I'm a minimalist when it comes to that. So I, I just like to keep it easy. And that way you can repeat it without really having to think. And you put that cycle into your decision-making process. It becomes, I think it becomes, makes it easier. It becomes second nature as you apply it more and more. So that's kind of why I, I use those four steps because I use them on my, uh, for myself. And early on, like I said, I did fail a lot. And I still fail a lot, right? And I will continue to fail a lot. But that's not that we fail. It's that what we do after we fail. How do we come out of that? How do we change? And how do we try to not make that same failure in the future, right? And how do we teach our kids to go through that same process? Because we all fail, right? We're all fallible. We're all sinners by nature. And so we have to overcome that. And we have to find ways to not make those same decisions in the future and teach our kids to do the same. Mm, I love it. Okay, I cannot believe we have five minutes left and Jonathan's probably gonna say we have four minutes left. So we're gonna do a rapid fire. Just as we close this hour, again, we have another hour where we're gonna go even deeper on action steps. So as we close this particular hour, I'm gonna ask each of you to identify what is that in closing, based on what you heard today from others, based on what you brought into from, from your story or from your life, what is that one thing that you're taking with you and that you would want for others to, to take with them as their call to action on what they can do to ignite their inner spirit? And I'm gonna start with you, Paula. 
Um, well, what comes to my mind is one of my action steps, surround yourself with people who inspire you. And all of you have inspired me. And um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I love it. I love it. Um, we're going to go to you, Miss uh, Miss Lydia. Can you hear me, Lydia? Mm, oh, Lydia dropped. Yeah, okay, yeah. so Sarah, can you share with us what is that one thing that you would identify as a call to action? Take time for yourself. Take time to for self care to listen to what your inner self is saying to you. Mm, I love it, Miss uh, Dr. Irene. You always have choice and control in any given situation. It may not be what you want, and you always have the choice and control to choose what you're going to think about and how you're going to respond in every situation. I love it. Thank you. Dr. Ahoike. Always be... Okay. Um, yeah. I got it wrong. Okay. That's okay. Step out. No, in. correct me if I get it wrong, please. Okay. Yes, you got it right the second time. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so... So step out in courage and listen to step out in courage to do what you know you're supposed to do, what that what the knowing is consistently. Mm, I love it. I think we have um Dr. Irene and Dr. and Johnny. Are you speaking to me? I think I'm frozen. Um, Dr. Irene, you went already, correct? Mm -hmm. So then Johnny, yes. Um, basically, I would just say to allow yourself to be vulnerable enough um, to be open to, you know, something that you don't quite understand so that maybe you can learn more about it. And from that, you'll receive a blessing. Allow yourself to be open. Going back to gratitude, being focused, knowing that we have a choice, being heart centered. This has been absolutely amazing. I thank each of you. And I'm asking those of you who are watching. Again, the book is called Ignite Your Inner Spirits. Each of us are doing what we can to pour into you learning and learnings and skills to awaken and con connect with the most important part of you. So that is our hope for you is that each of you will go deeper and connect with your inner spirit. We're gonna continue this conversation. There's 35 authors. We have a lot more action items to share with you. So stay with us and we'll be right back. This is Tracy Harrell, bigger than me.